Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Independent Coronavirus Podcast. I'm Chloe Hubbard, Executive Editor of The Independent. This podcast is about getting behind the headlines with some of our team and drilling down into the issues we're all experiencing as we try to work out how to live, work and stay sane during these strange times. Today, we're focusing on love in a lockdown and how we navigate our relationships in a world of social distancing and government advice. And to help me chew over this tricky issue, I have with me our in-house relationship guru, Olivia Petter, and behavioural psychologist and dating coach, Joe Hemmings. Hi, both. Hi, hello. Hi. For those who don't know, as well as being a journalist on the Lifestyle team, Olivia is also the host of the Independence Millennial Love podcast. Olivia, can you please explain Millennial Love to people who may not have caught the show? Yeah, so Millennial Love is a podcast about relationships, dating and sexuality. Uh, It's changed a bit over the two and a half years since I started doing it. Um, But at the moment, it's basically me interviewing different celebrity guests about various subjects like how to have feminist sex and how Me Too has affected the way people date now. Okay, Olivia, so tell us about the latest episode. I hear you've had some interesting people on the show talking about how they're handling their relationships during social distancing. Yeah, so I put a call out a few days ago while I was actually still on holiday because I thought I wanted to see what kind of uh, stories people were experiencing during the outbreak because obviously now we're all on lockdown we all have to stay in our houses so obviously that's impacted people's relationships quite a lot and I got loads of responses uh, mainly through Instagram so for the show this week I spoke to four different women who contacted me uh, all of whom have very different experiences uh, of love in the time of corona which is kind of what we're calling it Uh, and um, so we spoke to one woman called Lauren who has recently moved into her new boyfriend's family home uh, along with his parents, his aunts, his cousins. Uh, she only met the parents, I think, once, five days previously to moving in. Uh, and then I also spoke to a woman called Harriet, who has just moved in with a woman she's only been seeing for two months. Uh, and then another woman I spoke to has started going on virtual dates with her new partner. She basically had to move back to France before the border closed. So they've been kind of talking exclusively on FaceTime to keep things going. Uh, and then another woman I spoke to has actually had to uh, carry on living with her ex-boyfriend. Uh, they were together for 13 years and broke up shortly before the lockdown happened. I mean, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. So can we just <laughs> talk about those two? I mean, I feel so sorry for them, but um, what's going on with them? 
Yeah, so her name is Kira. Um, and she, so as I said, they've been together for 13 years. Uh, they broke up just before the lockdown. And the plan was that he was going to go and live with his mum. But because she's in the vulnerable category, she has to self-isolate for 12 weeks. So Kira said, well, you know, we, it makes sense if we just carry on living together, you know, it'll be safer. So that's what they're doing at the moment. And they're still sharing a bed. They're still sharing a bedroom and everything. Um, so it's still quite intimate and quite intense. Um, but, you know, because they've been together for so long, she said it kind of just feels like they've slotted back into normal life, um, except kind of without the intimacy. Um, but then I asked, you know, obviously, if you're in lockdown, and it's just the two of you, you can't go out. Are you not tempted to kind of start things up again? if not just out of boredom. Um, <laughs> and um, she said, well, look, I don't think we'll get back together, but you know, a couple things have happened since we've, since we've oh. been isolating together. So it sounds a little bit complicated. Oh, the horror, those poor people. Joe, what's your take on that situation? Do you have any advice for people who might be going through the same sort of thing? Well, it's so interesting, isn't it? So on her side, she's got the fact they have been together for 13 years, which is a really long time. So they know each other well. But what happens now is you've got to kind of deconstruct your relationship and work out the bits that you can cope with while living together in isolation, effectively, and those bits you can't. So it's interesting they share a bed. Now, I would say to some people, if you don't have a sofa, but one hasn't moved to a sofa, for example, because you just you know, could sleep on that, that you would put a pillow between you in the bed so you're kind of physically cutting off intimacy. Clearly, they don't mind that, and there's been a little bit of <laughs> fun along the way. So if they know the pressure points of why they split up and the things they were arguing over that caused it, perhaps it's financial, who knows, but those are the things to avoid and, and hang on to the things that actually are still, you know, relatively part of what, what their attraction was for all that time perhaps it could end up being quite a healthy breakup in the end but sort of can they might become sort of friends with benefits or people that become incredibly good friends i mean they're actually quite what seems like a very, very difficult situation but in some ways has much more of an advantage if they are amicable about it which it sounds that they are than someone who literally you know, has got to the end of their tether and can't stand the sight of each other, recoils at the sight of each other. That would be really, really difficult. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Olivia, more about the other people. I'm really keen uh, to hear about the virtual daters. So how are they getting on? So they're getting on really well, actually. Uh, so these are two students in their early 20s. Uh, the woman I spoke to, Candice, she's 21 and she's been dating this guy, I think, for just about two months. Uh, so they're both French, uh, but she decided to return home to France to be with her family before the lockdown, whereas he decided to stay in the UK with his housemates. But they've been keeping in touch, I think, almost every day. Uh, they spent the whole of Sunday evening talking over FaceTime. They spend hours talking when they do. Um, and interestingly, Candace actually thinks it's bringing them closer together because they're kind of talking about subjects more deeply. And I think because they're not physically with each other, they feel like they can be more open and more honest. So she said that it's actually really helping them. And she thinks that, you know, it could continue for, you know, an indefinite amount of time, which is obviously, you know, no one knows when this is going to end. So, she, but she's pretty optimistic that they can keep things going. 
And that's so interesting. Joe, I mean, virtual dating is going to become the norm right now, I would have thought. Is that okay? Um, and what should people be aware of when they're going on these virtual dates? Okay, so I think it, you would treat it as you would any other date in the sense that if you've just met somebody, you might have a coffee virtual date. So you'll sit there and have a, you know, a FaceTime or a phone call, you know, whatever. You pick up a lot from people's voices but if that works then go on to do a little virtual coffee or a, or a glass of wine as you would with any day you know when you really start getting on and it is absolutely interesting what Candace says about the depth you get to know somebody quite quickly because we are in such serious times so so we're all highly anxious so getting those sort of into the emotional heart of each other quite quickly is great and ditto if you find someone who doesn't resonate with you they can be you can move on and not bother virtually dating them again. But yeah, I have a lot of clients who have, are in this sort of situation uh, and they are having um, virtual meals, having candlelit meals. Um, sometimes things get a bit saucy uh, because it's nice to have that intimate connection still going on. And what you never would have thought of doing before, you kind of are doing and it's very private. Uh, and very intimate yeah I mean but for new daters it's just flipped usual dating habits i.e flick through um some sort of app swiping right or left rather casually without any mindfulness into a completely different zone of where you're much more mindful about it and in some ways if that's our takeaway after all this I think it's a very positive thing it's quite nice it's almost sort of like some sort of victorian courtship it where you write each other letters it. it kind of is and it's a thing people have been yearning for since you know we embraced dating apps when they started and now people complain they're getting dating fatigue they feel soulless you know here we go back to what people wanted not quite in the way that they wanted it but it's ticking a lot of boxes for people Good. I'm glad to hear it. Okay. So Liv, this is the couple that I'm most sort of concerned about, actually. Um, the ones that moved in together really quickly. I mean, for me, that sounds so frightening because those early days of the relationship are quite precious and to bring it together so quickly for them to be, you know, showering, eating, doing everything in the same space straight away. Like, How are they getting on? Well, they're, get, they're also getting on really well. It's funny because the government said, didn't they, that, you know, couples who don't live together should either uh, stay apart or test the strength of their relationship by moving in together. So that's what these guys have done. But they're not even officially a couple. They've just started seeing each other. They've been seeing each other for two months, I think. Um, so Harriet, the woman I spoke to, uh, she decided that it would be better to live with her, with live with this girl she'd been seeing, as opposed to being alone from one another and just, you know, being completely lonely during the lockdown. So they've been living together with a friend of theirs. So there's three of them in the house. Um, and it sounds like they're getting on great. They're doing workouts in the garden together. They're, they've got a good rotor um, in terms of chores. They all work in creative jobs, so they kind of like bounce ideas off each other all the time. As for like the relationship itself, she said it has definitely intensified things a bit. Uh, but I was interested to know whether or not they spoke about the future, because obviously when you move in with someone, you know, you take your relationship to the next level. So then when the lockdown is over, if you then go your separate ways again, is it kind of like, a reverse so I asked what she thought about that and she said to be honest we haven't actually even spoken about it because the situation right now is so bizarre and so unprecedented 
it's just best not to think about it. So they're just kind of taking it day by day. But it seems like at the moment, things are going well. That's cool. I'm, ha- I'm happy for them. That sounds nice. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what about the couple who have done the extremely brave thing by moving in with the in-laws? That's not something I think I'd want to do early on in a relationship. No, absolutely not. They've only been together for two months. And so this obviously wasn't by choice. Um, They went to visit the boyfriend's parents uh, in the countryside just for a few days. But then the lockdown happened. So now they've ended up having to stay there for god knows how long and it's not just the parents living there it's also his aunts and his cousins uh so it's the whole wider family and um she'd only met the parents once before this all happened uh so they've all obviously got to know each other quite quickly (laughs) um but she said you know luckily the house is big enough so that they all have their own space and her and her boyfriend are finding time to you know have walks on their own and stuff and have like couple time away from everybody else which is good um but you know again she said the same thing as as Harriet she said you know it has sped the relationship up and again we haven't really they haven't really spoken about what's going to happen next um so have to have to kind of wait and see I really can't wait to hear from them that's what I'm sort of most intrigued about when is millennial love out this week uh it's out today yeah it came out this morning on Friday Okay, I'll look forward to hearing from her. So Joe, I've heard of actually quite a few people doing this in-law thing. Um, typically, parents are often out in the countryside and people are in little flats wanting to get out and maybe be in nature. But what's your top tip of surviving life with the in-laws? I think the first thing you've got to do is be aware of these, this extraordinary situation and be adaptable. If you have to sit around and say, okay, these are the things we need, from this situation kind of forget that they're your in-laws for now but you are people living under the same roof so if you've got a house that's got a garden in the country marvelous you have got some space that you can go if it's got an outbuilding um but i think it's just saying okay these are what i need and if you have to drop some sort of rotor or routine so you know where your roles fit 
so that 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 routine and really uncertain times actually is incredibly important for people if you don't know them very well because it it gives you imposes a little bit of control on what otherwise is completely chaotic um so yeah and you have to respect others space and people that you don't know in some cases uh it's a bit like moving into a student house you know a bunch of people you don't know and putty putting your way around until you get to know what these people need and how you work together as one the dynamics of uh, a very different sort of relationship or living environment i think that's that would be my tip you know don't let resentment build up this is not the time to be angry this is the time to kind of say this is what i need this is what you need and compromise and try and work together yeah building resentment when we could be in the situation for a long time is not going to help anyone is it it's um, very hard to undo it once you've got it that's the problem so better that you try not to get it in the first instance however candid you have to be yeah yeah absolutely um so joe what about those of us who are working from home for me personally i'm in a really small flat it's tricky that we're you know not on top of each other all the time like at present my partner's having to like sort of hide in the garden so as not to disrupt this podcast and um, what can we do to keep our relationships healthy well i think we need to give, give each other space where we can a certain amount of independence so if you're both working at home don't you don't have to be working at the dining room table together uh, work in different spaces, maybe agree to, you know, have a coffee break and, and meet up during the day, you know, allow yourself permission to talk about other stuff as well. I think people find themselves feeling quite guilty when they're laughing at something or when they're talking about something which may have been of some importance a couple of weeks ago now seems incredibly trivial in the bigger scheme of things. But, you know, those are our anchors in life. Hold on to the things that we used to talk about, get that little routine again going so you don't get into each other's space too much. And you know that you've got quality time when you do plan to be together at the end of the day or whenever it is. It's about you know, respect and sort of getting the situation and doing your best with it, but you don't have to be with each other 24 seven. No, I mean, I, I hope Olivia won't mind me mentioning, but uh, she uh, is living and working with, uh, her partner at the moment and you've got a bit of an interesting setup there haven't you Libby? Yeah so um, there's three of us in the house it's me my boyfriend and his housemate who uh, is also a journalist and the three of us are kind of like navigating which rooms to work in in quite a small house so I have banished myself to the garden shed uh, which I've taken off as my own little office, got a little heater. Uh, it's just because I've got my own space here I've got my own room like I'm the same as you Chloe you know I, I have to tell them don't come in here while I'm doing this meeting <laughs> yeah it's it's and it, you feel rude it's um you yeah know, I don't really want to be banishing someone you love to <laughs> the garden like a sort of naughty person but it's um yeah it's completely unavoidable yeah it's a strange strange way to live but just think of it as you know you you're doing your work at the moment in this situation and so you need your space and actually I think um you've done the right thing you've got the shed that's yours you're going to kind of build stuff around it that you know makes sense to you when you're working and that's what we have to do. find a space it doesn't matter if it's if it's your bedroom um it just needs to be somewhere where it's your own and people don't interrupt you because that would be like barging into your office in any situation you know people are getting on with stuff so yeah. just got to accept those new and rather strange rules and not feel guilty about it not feel you're punishing or banishing anybody just getting on with a new normal 
Yes, that is good advice. I'm going to take that on and repeat that in a minute in a nice way. So, Joe, if you had one piece of advice for the lovers of Britain right now, what would it be? Okay, so for the singles, interestingly, uh, the dating apps have seen a spike, an increase in people joining them, which I find absolutely fascinating. Um, people have also put, added to their geographical distance. It no longer really matters if someone's less than 10 miles away from you because you're not going to travel to see them anyway. Um, so they're getting more choice. And actually, those who were fed up with the, the soullessness, the ghosting, have actually found a kind of slightly more meaningful dialogue with people they've met on dating apps. And also, you don't, of course, have to date exclusively. I mean, you're having a number of these running simultaneously. Uh, so anybody felt bad about having to have the conversation, no longer needs to have it. Um, and for lovers together, you know, people who are living in the same environment, for people who have a strong, super uber strong relationship, it will probably strengthen it. For people who don't recognise those irritants, we're all going to be irritable. We've got very high cortisol levels, we've got very high adrenaline levels, all of us, all the time at the moment. That makes you irritable anyway, and it makes you quick to snap back. So know that you know, go out the room, count to 10 if you want to just have the mother and the father of a row about something and come back, take a few deep breaths, try and keep it calm, keep it respectful, but also keep it fun. You know, we can have fun during this uh, strange time. Just don't, don't feel guilty about that. We don't have to be serious the whole time. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so before we leave, a reminder that you can get in touch with the podcast team here to ask questions or suggest future subjects for discussion. So please email the coronavirus podcast at independent.co.uk. Alternatively, you can use the hashtag Indie Coronavirus Podcast. That's Indie with a Y. So if you use that, we'll see your post. Or you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Chloe Hubbard. You can read all about the more serious side of the COVID-19 pandemic as it unfolds on our website, independent.co.uk, and our downloadable daily edition app. There's also a new email newsletter you can sign up to if you want the latest new advice delivered daily. Please also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you listen to them. Leave us a rating and comment. To do so, more people can find us. Thank you so much for listening.